1: Hello and welcome to Foot Candle Films. This is our ongoing podcast series where we discuss new films as well as talk about uh, either some movie news or maybe some films you might have missed when they were released a while back. Uh, I'm Alan Jackson. With me, as always, my co-host, Chris Fry. Hello. And we are with Foot Candle Film Society. Today, very exciting show. We're going to be discussing the Iranian film A Separation followed by some movie news where we're going to be talking about everybody from Tarantino to uh, Spike Lee, Leonardo DiCaprio, a lot of big names we toss around. So, yeah. so stick around for the show, listen to the review and then feel free to stick around afterwards to hear us talk about some upcoming movie news. Thanks for listening. This is Foot Candle Films. <laughs> So, Chris, we've just seen the film A Separation. Yes. Now, for people who are not uh, not too familiar with this, this movie, it's it a film that was made in Iran uh, just this past year, 2011. Uh, it did win the Academy Award for Best Foreign Picture at the right. Oscars. Right. So keep that in mind because I want to I come back to that here in a second. Okay. Um, but I want us to talk a little bit about this film. It's fresh on our minds. We just saw it last night. We saw it with a great audience uh, for our film society. Um, foreign language film, obviously can sure. Sometimes be a little bit of a challenge for some people. Yeah. Uh, what did What did you think? Uh, well, how did How did you sleep last night, Alan? I wow, that's a good question. Um, not I think too that actually, good. Not too good. Um, yeah. Same here. This film, <laughs> I'll go ahead and just come around and say it. I, I, this film to me was like getting punched in the gut for two hours. Yeah. Um, I was emotionally drained. Yes. At the end of the film. Um. I know we don't want to go... There's a lot you could spoil with this film, which is kind of crazy to think that this this kind of low-budget foreign language film has a lot of spoilers to it, but there really are. Yeah. There's a lot of things we can't really talk about because it does... As you get deeper and deeper in the film and you find out some things that are happening and going on, it's like, wow, it's you don't know where this film's going to go. Right. I guess that's the way I'm trying to say is after the first five minutes of this movie, I had no clue where it was going for the next two hours.
2: Right. It's... Yeah, it's for such a simple sounding film. Obviously, the title kind of gives it away. It's like a separation. Oh, okay. These people are getting separated. They're going to get divorced. Yeah, it's a divorce. Okay. And you're like, you know, no spoiler. Mom wants to leave. You know, mom wants to leave the country with daughter. Dad
1: doesn't want to. Because he's got his father with Alzheimer's uh, that he's caring for. Right. You learn this in the first five minutes. Right. In a very cool scene, I think, where you have the two of them sitting in front of a judge, but you don't see the judge. They are directly addressing the camera like we are the judge. And they're both pleading their case. She's pleading why she wants to leave. He's pleading why he wants her to stay. And that's what really sets the movie off. And from there, it just goes in a lot of different interesting directions. So, yeah,
2: I that that opening scene was probably my favorite scene mm-hmm. um, because it was. You know, I don't know what I expected. I've never seen an Iranian film before. I've seen foreign films, but not an Iranian film. And to start off on such a kind of an odd, uh, they have an opening sequence where they have like the title of the film and some of the actors' names, and you're shown like a photocopier making copies of, oh, I yeah, guess, Yeah, for y'all the stuff, opening credits. Which was interesting, thought ran a little long, but you know, interesting. And then they cut straight from that, and I think no music, if no. I'm not, if I'm remembering correctly, except for at the very end when their titles, and they had, that was the only music I think that was in the you're film right. at all.
1: Any, and um, any like, orchestral music right. obviously right. Uh, Soundtrack natural type music type stuff, yeah. right
2: um, so you know that opening of the film I was like huh that's kind of an interesting way to start off a film you just show you know a black screen when you just see these flashes of light and the documents being photocopied and then you go straight from that to this front on shot of these two people talking to the camera but like you're saying they are talking to an individual a judge per mm-hmm. se and they're pleading their cases and it's just it's brutal yeah um, the emotion, you don't have any time to kind of warm up to what's going on. They just cut right to what you would assume is kind of towards the end of this thing going on. And they're just, you know, obviously there's a lot of motion going on. And you have this disembodied voice. Posing saying, questions. Posing and, questions and, yeah. and kind of drawing the meeting. I to
1: mean, really, close. it's the kind of questions we as the viewer are wanting to ask. Right. You know, I mean, basically, they've put us in the position of being that judge to hear these two people. And we're asking, I mean, our... As an audience, we're asking the same questions this invisible judge is asking. Why do you want to do this? Don't you think this would be a bad thing? Will this hurt the kid type of thing? It's, you know, and it was ins- just a really interesting opening to a film like this.
2: Yeah. And kind of dumping you right into the culture as well, um, which makes sense. It was made in Iran, made for, you know, people in Iran. So you don't really get, like, why certain things are that way. It's just like, okay, here it is. And, like, the you know, the, the woman wants a divorce – and the judge is asking certain questions. And at the end, he's like, okay, well, no, you're not going to get a divorce and next. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, consider She's like, yes, and I heard you and next. It's yeah. just like, it's very cut and dry. And you're just, you know, it's <laughs> well, and, very surprising.
1: And there again, going into the film, that's all I knew. Right. It's a film about a couple that's going through a divorce and that's it. And really, you've got another hour and 55 minutes where things just go a little bonkers. Um, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just
2: continue to get worse yeah. and worse and worse.
1: <laughs> all in all, you know this is a film for anybody who. Uh, it's tough to talk about all the you know the details involved in the plot because it does start to and that's part of the. I hate saying fun because it was not a fun yeah. movie, but part of the enjoyment of the film is you don't know where it's going to go. So we don't want to talk too much about the details, but suffice it to say, some situations occur that are somewhat related to the fact that this couple is now separated. Correct. Things start to happen in their lives that get them in a downward spiral, get them in a really bad situation. Ultimately though, the whole story revolves around the fact that, you know, you've got this, this young daughter who's right in the middle of the, the, the whole thing. And I think really they're trying to show off that she is the one that in the end, and even the last scene, which we won't go into, but the last scene is pretty much hinges on her as a daughter in the middle of this situation and the impact that this all taken on her. Um,
2: well, another key you know, they're, again, skirting around, revealing too much um, about the movie. Because they are separated, he has to hire a housekeeper yeah, to help. and To take
1: care of the grandfather, his father grandfather. that's with Alzheimer's. Right. And since the wife is no longer at home, to take care of him. Correct. Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, her coming in and that whole situation about hiring people and all that, uh, kind of a, the minutia of doing all that in Iran that's also interesting and that ends up causing problems, problems as well problems yes and what's particularly good about the movie is that you see that there's no easy there's no easy answer there's not really a bad guy no, i feel like in the movie um which you know in a typical more hollywood movie i guess you would have like you would immediately pick sides you'd be like oh well okay you know, the woman's the bad person, Lee trying to get a divorce, the husband's the good good guy, and then, like, the daughter's caught in between. You know, it's like that's more of a typical thing. But with this, you kind of see all sides, and you don't really – I don't know. And it's, it's just a struggle from the opening scene. You're just kind of like, okay, and it just gets worse and worse. And all these bad situations that keep happening are unfortunate. <laughs> it could have been called, like, Iran, a series of unfortunate events or yeah. whatever because that's, that's what – Except true. it doesn't Very have Jim Carrey and it's not funny. Um, but – well, it's I just one thing after the other. Well,
1: I agree. It, 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 there's no bad guy here. Um, yeah. There's also no good guy. I mean, it, it's everybody makes mistakes in this film. Every single character, maybe with the exception of the kids, make oh. a mistake. Oh. Oh? Oh. Oh, well, yeah, the one kid did make a mistake.
2: Um, one of the earth-shattering, not earth-shattering, but one of the just devastating, you know, the, the film's depressing. It's very sad. It's about people going through a divorce, bad situations, a father with Alzheimer's, that, you know, it's very sad. Um, and... At one point, the daughter, who the daughter of the couple that's getting the separation, her name is Termé, I believe. I'm going to try to pronounce yes, it that yes. way, but Termé. Termé. Let's say. Um, she has been observing what's going on between her parents, and of course, she's caught in between. But at one point, a judge, she is called in to answer some questions from this
1: judge, and she lies. Well, okay, she lies, but can you really? F- can you really say she did something at that point for her age? Did something wrong? She, so I guess my okay, thing is my, she had to respond. Did she do something wrong? She had to respond to somebody else having make having made a very poor decision.
2: Right, but she knows when she goes into this. This is like we're skating on very thin ice. But I'm yeah. gonna try to. I'm gonna try to. We're do doing okay so far. we right. Yeah. Um, I agree. Her father. She confronts her father about something that has happened and he ends up admitting, yes, maybe, you know, the truth has been skewed a little bit. I I I lied." lied
1: and did something wrong. And you
2: can see the effect on her face. Later, the judge is asking her a question and, you know, he tells the husband, okay, go get your daughter. Now, to his credit, he goes to get his daughter who's waiting out in the hallway. He just says, come in here. He doesn't try kind of, to he convince not, her to he lie does not or bait anything. He does not convince her to lie. But the ju- she goes in and sits down the judge, and the judge says, well, what did he tell you to say, basically? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, nothing. He told me to come in here. And, he said, and then he starts to ask her the questions. But the ease with which she then lies— Oh, to me, there's
1: no, there's no ease to that. She she lies. She commits a sin herself. However, the only reason she committed that sin is because she has already felt the weight of the world going on in this whole situation, this whole film, this whole story. We're following. Well, what... She knows if she doesn't lie, she knows what's going to happen right. to the people involved. It some bad things she lies not because she wants to, not because she feels like it's things thing she has to do. She, she does it because she doesn't see any She feels any like she option. has to. Yeah. Right? So I still say the kids are the only ones who don't make a conscious bad decision in this it film.
2: W- it was the only decision that she felt like she could make, but I'm saying like, yeah, don't, don't the other, the other, uh, young girl of no. the housekeeper. Yeah. She, I would agree. She's completely innocent. Yeah. Like, this girl at that point though, she then becomes
1: just as bad. She off becomes unaccomplished to yeah. the whole situation. I don't. Yeah. Bl- I don't blame her because right. she. Well, overall, I guess the message the is you know I, I could I could watch every character in this film, and understand completely why they were making the decisions they made. Yeah, not agreeing with them, and realizing that when they made them, yes, some of them were very poor decisions. But I could sympathize with every single character in this film, even yeah. the ones you would think would be the, quote, bad guys. I totally sympathize with them. the uh, husband of the housekeeper. Oh, who was pretty, you know, very uh, uh, ill tempered, uh, short fuse, you know, was the one that you were the probably the most scared of at times. I still sympathize with him every step of the way in his situation and what he was going through. You I know, do too. Every I, character, I'll I, say, I, I'll, I'm going to skate on some thin
2: ice here again because I thought it was a really interesting development. You know, like you say, does have a hot temper. Is mm-hmm. um, there's questions about abuse with yes. him? To me, how that is turned on its head at the very end of the film when there's this kind of sit down meeting. Yeah, and how he exits that meeting. They he does something Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and um, it gives you a window on what kind of abuse might really be going on. Yep. And I thought that was fascinating. There Again, like you're saying, we're skating on thin ice, but there are some surprises, some interesting twists and turns in what seems like a pretty simple movie. And it is, but um, I thought that was very revealing. And I... Yeah, you're like you're saying. There's just no clear-cut bad guy. There's no. You understand why people have done things that they are. Let me me
1: tell you. Let me tell you one thing. I really admired about the film that I, I think people who go out to see it, you know, be aware of. There are things in this film that happen throughout the film. Small, casual mentions of things, little bits of dialogue that do not seem in the slightest bit important right? and come back later to be extremely, extremely important. important. Yeah. But you know, the nice thing about this film is that if this was a typical Hollywood film, when these little bits of dialogue happen or little events happen, you know how it would be. There would be this tr- crescendo of music. Right. and It would be like a focus on this scene happening in a shot. There's none of this. I mean, really when later in the film, some things come out about what per- a person said, you honestly had to scan in your brain. Do I even remember that happening? Oh, yeah, I think I barely do in the background of one of the scenes. right? That's the way it ought to be. I mean, there was no big moments of revelation. I mean, it was kind of like, well, do you remember when this person said this? And you as audience were like... Wait a minute, well, I think I do remember that and, and it was very subtle stuff, which I loved.
2: Right. And I, I appreciate that as well. And that just added to the realism mm-hmm. that you were just as confused as they were. Mm-hmm. And you were also just as confused as probably the judges mm-hmm. who's sitting there and trying to understand, okay, what's happened, what's going on? And yeah, by the end of the two hour movie, you're so tired and so emotionally drained, you're just like, I don't know how this is gonna yeah. I don't know how this is gonna play out. I will say that um If I had to pick a flaw with the film, I definitely, I mean, I liked it. Overall, I liked the film. I wouldn't recommend it because I wouldn't want to put anybody through that on purpose. (laughs) I think
1: you mentioned during the uh, uh, discussion afterwards, it's a one-timer for you.
2: Yeah, it's a one-timer. I'm glad I saw it. Last night, I couldn't even say if I liked it. But now that I've had a little distance and I've had a chance to sleep, um, to try to sleep off some of the depression, (laughs) the depressing stuff, um, I did like it. It was well, extremely well made, yep. extremely well acted. But yeah, I would never want to see it again. Yeah. Although I'm interested to see if I did have to see it again, how those little bits of information, mm-hmm. if I could tap, basically to prove if what I felt like at the end of the movie about how things worked out, if that's actually how it worked out. Well, I out, mean, to see if I could actually follow the through line. See,
1: that's see. where I'm actually curious because there is a scene. And there again, we're not spoiling anything here, but just if you have a chance to see this film, understand there is a scene early in the film, a very – what you would think is a throwaway scene. Oh, yeah. Last maybe 30 seconds tops in the first 15 minutes of this film that have huge consequences for the rest of the film. Yes. (laughs) And that's what's crazy about it is that you honestly, as as an audience member – are even trying to remember back to even see if you can remember that scene at all. Right. Because your perception of it is just as important as the characters in the film. Right. Um, anyway, fascinating. I, I, I probably had more of an admiration. Well, it sounds like you admired the film. You don't want to see it again. I would actually still want to see this film again because I'm more curious on a second viewing, how it holds up and me knowing what, where it's going, what I can pick out of this. I was, I'll tell you the things that just blew me away about this film.
2: I, I was going to say the one thing I didn't like, okay. um, but then we'll continue to go on the positives because we've sure. kind of been really positive about it. I felt the scene where the daughter is lying to the judge. Yeah. I felt like it was almost too perfect. Like the only way it would have worked that perfectly was in a script because mm-hmm. she goes in there and you're, I'm, you're nervous, you know, you're nervous oh, yeah. for her. And the way she calmly and collectively, I pretty much like flawlessly is able to lie. And he asks her certain questions, trying to trip her up. And the way she's able to just weave this Hmm. lie so flawlessly. But at the time I was like, and it was only after the movie finished. I was kind of like, yeah, you know, the rest of the movie is very real. Everything feels very true to life. People are making unfortunate decisions. It feels very real. That one scene, even though it's a very interesting scene it rang a little false because it was too perfect. Like mm. everything was said in just a perfect manner. I don't know. I don't, okay. mean, I don't know if that makes any sense.
1: Uh, no, it does. It makes, it makes sense. I, I, I didn't, I didn't pick that up, but I could see where you're coming from on that. Uh, the one thing I would say that I was concerned about after the film, I thought was a, a fault, but the more I've thought about it, it, it's probably not actually, it's probably to the film's credit in the long run. Uh, many of the scenes seem to be after a while, very repetitive. Yeah. In other words, the same discussion happening over and over Over. and over and over again between various people. Sure. At first that started to bother me. I'm like, okay, are we having this dialogue again? Right. But then, you know, I thought about it afterwards, the realism of the situation, think about it in our own personal lives. Something is going on in our life. That's pretty much what consumes our dialogue about, right. for days. So the fact is that was a very real aspect of this film is that this husband, this wife, the 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 husband and another person, I mean, they're having the same dialogue over and over again. You feel like it's being very repetitive, but it really is very true. Yeah. This is what their lives are like for these days following these events. So, um, so overall, my only negative turned out to be probably a strength of the film in a way it's just something going into this. If you watch this film, be aware. Yeah. It, it's coming across very repetitive at times, but keep in mind, this is a very, very true realistic portrayal of people going through a very difficult situation. Right. Um, anything, uh, on, on the, on the acting side, do you thought anybody you want to call out any uh, kudos oh, you want to give out there? Um, um, cause I got a couple. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, basically overall, I thought everyone was really, was really strong. Um, the, uh, the two leads, you know, the yeah. the husband, and the wife, the two leads I thought were really good. Um, even though he didn't have to do a lot, the Alzheimer's grandfather.
1: Well, I yeah, was awesome. I was going to say, you know, to pull off a, a very, very realistic portrayal of, uh, of an elderly person going through Alzheimer's was really well done. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say the lead actor, uh, Payman Modi. Um, there you're not familiar with anything. My understanding is he was actually born in America, but moved to Iran when he was very young. Um, fascinating i i was mesmerized by this guy the whole film because he had to me all the all the parts were extremely difficult roles sure he probably had the most difficult one because he at times had to balance that do you admire him or do you hate him right he had so many things going on with so many different people relationships wise you know, yes, he's caring for his grandfather, and he's very caring and soothing, and he seems to be very, very good with his daughter for the most part. For although most he makes part. some ch- some bad mistakes with her as well. Sure, you don't quite know what know the history of he and his wife, why they've gotten to this point in their life where they are. Then he has this re- this situation with his housekeeper, then the housekeeper's husband. He is having to deal with a lot of interactions, right? And him, he just he pulled it off. I mean, I just was mesmerized by his performance. I thought I. I I could sympathize with them and I could hate them all at the same time. And that's a, that's a real, a real sign of a good, strong performance. I think
2: I'll say, um, yeah, I thought all the performances were strong. The daughter, I thought she was really good with, she turns out the daughter of the couple that's getting a divorce is the, in real life. It's the director's daughter. Yes. Um, and I thought she did a really good job. Her facial expressions and were just very, I don't know. They were perfect. Um, I will say that, I guess if I'm going to point out another flaw, and it tends to be the actress, I wasn't as impressed with the wife, um, Samin or whatever. But there again, she was, to me, in a more typical film, she would have been portrayed as the bad guy, um, I think. And in this film, she wasn't, but you still, there was not a lot of depth to her just because – there wasn't. You know, I, I thought her little...
1: character, for this being a film about a separation, I mean, obviously the focus was so much more on the husband than the right. wife. Right. I actually thought the wife's story was a little short-changed. Right. I, I was left with more questions about her sure. than I was him. Right. Um, and for her being so prominent in the trailer and movie posters and all that, I really thought she was going to have equal screen time, and she really doesn't. Right. She is a... Much more of a supporting actress, True. I think, in this oh, film. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, I think actually the daughter maybe even has more screen time than the mother yeah. does. Yeah. So I, uh, I agree with you on that one. That one was a little... I guess I was more just concerned about the, uh, the lack of depth of her character in the film than maybe necessarily her acting. And it's,
2: um, I guess a strength of the screenplay in general is that in a more typical screenplay... Her thinly drawn character would have also been just depicted as the bad guy. Yeah. Whereas they, her, she was a little shortchanged, but they managed to not make her the bad. They developed her just enough to where you weren't yeah. hating her.
1: So. Well, I, I, overall, I think it was a very impressive film. First Iranian film to ever win the Academy Award for Best farm Picture. Right. Uh, we actually were honored to have in our attendance last night at the screening a couple from Iran who. We're able to talk afterwards a little bit about some of the cultural things that we saw in the film and, and how the film was being perceived in Iran, which was was really interesting as well. Um, I think it's going to be a tough one for people to watch on a home DVD, unfortunately. And I hate to say that because it is a very rapid-fire dialogue with subtitles. Yeah, the big just, screen
2: helps with that. Yeah,
1: the big screen does help on that. So I, I will caution anybody wanting to watch this on DVD. It may be a tough one to follow, Because the dialogue is so rapid fire with multiple people talking all over each other and it's all subtitled. And in
2: in one sense, you don't need the dialogue or you don't need the subtitles because you can kind of tell emotions and everything because the actors are so good and you and the situation's familiar. It's a divorce. You can tell what's going on, but because there are little twists and things you need to be aware, not twists per se, but plot points that yes. happened. You do need to read the subtitles, every single one of them. I mean, you do need to be aware of what's being said. You've got to be, he cannot
1: be the slightest bit sleepy during this no, film. No. So. I,
2: I got to, um, we mentioned the opening cause I have another favorite scene. I was going to, mm-hmm. we mentioned the opening scene with them addressing the camera and kind of stating their cases for the divorce as a favorite scene. Do you have any other scenes that stand out to you? Cause I have one that I was going to, mention. well, yeah,
1: about. you mentioned it actually earlier uh, cl- towards the end um, the scene where the two families and other associates, it seems like, or other members of the family all get together for kind of a, let's come together and let's settle this. And let's, let's kind of end this whole situation. Gotcha. And everybody's sitting on the floor and it's more of a, know, oh, it's just a very odd situation. I mean, yes. in that these two families that have gone through this very complex, legal, 10 criminal situations <laughs> are now coming together to basically settle it.
2: Yeah. Murder is thrown out at one point. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, <laughs> And that scene I thought was really impressive yeah. because it's just the fa- the husband just dropped a bombshell of a question. Everybody kind of gets a little out of sorts. There's a lot of backdoors kind of dialogue happening. Yep. That the fact that it's just all these people sitting around the floor, like looking at each other, trying to deal with this final situation. I really like that scene because it was extremely tense. Yeah. You did not know where it was going to go and how it was going to end. So it's kind of the book ends. I think the very first scene, that opening the couple minutes we talked about, which was really impressive. And then the one at the end to me, those were the scenes that still really stand out for me.
2: A, a short or of that final scene that you're talking about, there's a piece of that final scene that I guess was one of the more devastating moments of the film for me. Well, there were two uh, after the girl, the daughter is going home from testifying, and she you know, her father's driving the car and she has lied. She is crying, mm-hmm. and that's you know, that is sad to see that because you can know she's you know, it's kind of a fall from innocence or whatever, and she's upset. Second them is during that meeting at the end that you're talking about, we have the older daughter, Terme, from the couple that's getting separated. Then we have the young daughter of the housemaid or whatever
1: housekeeper, and housekeeper, her husband, yeah.
2: yeah, and they're both. And the daughters make eye contact. Yeah. And the look that goes back and forth between those daughters, someone last night at the screening suggested it was a look of like sympathetic, like, oh my gosh, what are we doing? Like they wanted to
1: go hug each other. Right. I didn't get that that vibe at all. I actually actually got resentment.
2: I got, I got, you know, sadness and sorrow from the older daughter, but from the young daughter of the housekeeper, she... To me, the look was like, you are an evil person. Yep. My And they had played together and it was just like you. And, you know, because of what our parents would say or the whole story, she was just like, you are Satan. You know, yep. it was just like, and that was to see that fall from innocence in that little child's eyes was incredible.
1: Uh, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Some very, very powerful scenes. Uh, very, very strong movie. Um, just going to be prepared. You're going to need a little pick me up afterwards because yes. it does not get ice go, cream. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> go, go, uh, <laughs> what's a good film we could recommend as a double feature after a separation? I mean, there's got to be a perfect the film. The Muppet
2: movie? The, oh, yeah, The Muppets. Yeah, the Muppets. came out. Yeah, it's Okay, on so DVD. that's what you need
1: to do. A separation should be coming out on DVD in a couple months maybe. You're in a separation, but make sure you have the Muppets ready to go at a moment's notice right, right at the end of the film because right. you're going to need it to kind of cleanse the palate and come <laughs> out with a happy mood. So that's exactly. a very good recommendation. I like that, Chris. So that's the review of a Separation*. Should be out on DVD pretty soon. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's all about some movie news. We're going to be throwing out some names like Tarantino, DiCaprio, and of course the Olsen Twins,
2: which is excellent.
1: Yeah, you're excited about that, right, Chris? Oh, definitely. All right, stay tuned after the break.
0: We'll get back to your show in a moment. Just a reminder: you're listening to the Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Find out more at themesh.tv and give us feedback on what you like. And now as promised, back to your show.
2: So, I don't have any movie news as normal, so it's all You your, don't
0: have any
1: movie news, so I call do. me. Um actually Hold Nothing at all interesting do you, you? want to talk about?
2: Uh, I uh, Ryan Johnson mentioned on Twitter that he had previews for Looper out, and I dodged those. I'm gonna try yeah. to. I'm gonna try to stay clean for that one. I um, saw the trailer. Was it good? Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. It doesn't tell you a whole lot, so it's oh, worth seeing. Okay, it's worth seeing.
2: I just I don't know for movies that I'm really gonna go see anyway, and I'm really kind of excited about. If I have a chance, like the Batman stuff, I don't seek that out online, but if I'm in a movie theater, I'm not going to get up and run out. So, um, you know, if I go see, I'm going to, trailers. Probably, no. yeah, I'm going to go see Hunger Games yeah. hopefully this weekend. And if for some reason, Looper, which I know it's not, if the trailer happened
1: to be on before that, I'd you yeah. know, be like, cool. I'm so bad. I mean, trailers are just trailers. Trailers are my crack. I mean, I, I, I shouldn't watch them. I should not spoil the movie, but I cannot help it. I love trailers so much. I actually think trailers are their own art form. Oh, they are. I mean, there's so many they trailers are. that are so much better than the movie themselves. So, true. Uh, true. you know, my, I look at it that way. I'm more interested in seeing the trailer as how does that work for me? How does that move me? How, you know, even if I never see the movie, so, so yeah. well, since we're talking trailers, um, Actually, you know what? Never mind. These these have nothing to do with trailers. Have right. nothing. Okay, Dude. so we well, were just seen on the a Avengers
2: trailer. Is it good? Sometimes that's the reason I would see it. Like all the superhero movies. To see if you movies. want to see the movie or right. not, right? Because it's like the Avengers. Like I never saw Thor. I did not see Captain America. You know, it's like oh okay, but like the Avengers, I don't have any interest. Really? I know my kids are probably going to want to see it. You know, I'm just yeah, I don't know why because I like superheroes. I just don't like Marvel. Mm. I like Batman, but <laughs>
1: like weird. the
2: Avengers. You know, I'm like oh maybe this would be
1: good. And so if I see the trailer, Josh, maybe it's Josh Whedon. Right, which right, right. That, that right alone is interesting enough. So, you know, but I, 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 don't, I, don't, we, I we talk. are we, you really a big fan of his? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm just more curious that they put somebody in charge that I would not see as being in charge of a big blockbuster franchise. And who's respected in the comic And who community. is very, is a good writer. I mean, he's just, he's got some great dialogue and great scripting to, with it to put that into a big blockbuster film. Did you ever see Firefly? You saw Firefly, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't like it? You didn't like Firefly? The um, whole TV okay, show TV, or Serenity I, the movie?
2: I, th- I was so distracted by the production value and all this other stuff in the really? movie. Which Serenity was the movie, right? Yeah, Serenity yeah, was I the movie. I thought it was, like,
1: bad. Oh, um, all right, so, so far you've just told me that you don't like Marvel and you didn't like Serenity. Do I even right. know you?
2: Right. Who and Firefly, you? I saw, like, one or two episodes of it, and... I liked it okay. I wasn't just like blown away. Really,
1: God, yeah. You're so but weird. I
2: know he's like he's really well respected. And I never liked Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which he was responsible. Well, see,
1: I was for. never really into that that show, but I admired what he was doing with it from okay. from afar. So I, I'm just more curious. I'm going to be in Thailand when uh, the Avengers comes out. Uh-huh. So I've already promised my boys they are not allowed to go see it with their <laughs> grandmother until I get back. So we'll, we'll, we'll go and, and do you. that. Maybe okay. I'll do a little kind of recap review for us when we get back together to record an episode. Okay. Um, but let me talk about a couple films that I think you may actually have more of an interest in seeing than it sounds like the Avengers. Um, okay. One I know right offhand you're going to be very interested in seeing because uh, we've talked about it a little bit briefly. Uh, the the newest one from uh, Quentin Tarantino yes Django Unchained oh yeah how much do you know about this film
2: um I've heard things about it but I've forgotten a lot of it I just know it's supposed to be about slavery yes and some of the actors involved are is Jamie Fox in there
1: um, Jamie Fox is in it okay. Leonardo DiCaprio
2: oh I don't think I knew that oh one. yeah
1: yeah wow and, uh, I
2: knew Jamie Fox was but
1: yeah it's um DiCaprio. you know it's, it's another Tarantino film it's gonna be a very uh very interesting uh, interesting cast as he always tries to like uh pull right. together on that um huh what wow. we i know you and I, I i'm i'm asking this question even though i know the answer sure maybe just to kind of recap your take on tarantino in general because i don't think we've talked about him on this show before i don't believe tell me how do you feel about mr tarantino and what's been your favorite film of his that he's put out
2: Um, I, I really admire Tarantino. Um, he's a really good writer and has a lot of really good ideas. Um, but as well, I think he's a good director. And so like to compare him to Joss Whedon, like I think Joss Whedon does have some interesting ideas. Mm -hmm. Um, and he does kind of put his signature on things. I just don't think he's that good of a director and he doesn't interest me as much. Mm -hmm. Whereas Quentin Tarantino, he has a signature style. He is a really good writer with dialogue, and I think he's an interesting director. And he, you know, I'd, So um, I'm pretty much a huge fan. Um, well, what's my, your favorite?
1: Which my favorite
2: one? film from him would probably be the one that he seemingly called his masterpiece, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah.
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm totally with you on that. Really I, you good. and I both, I think, felt the same way about that film. Uh, you know, the thing is, I don't hear a lot of people talking about Inglorious Bastards and looking back at his film career right now, hmm. Pulp Fiction came up as an anniversary this past year, and a sure. lot of people talking about it again. And I still hear a lot of people talking about Kill Bill, the two movies there. Oh, and but, you I know, really
2: liked before Inglourious Bastards, Kill Bill. Was well, I'm
1: saying time. I think yeah. you and I are basically on the same track when it comes to the Tarantino films, and in that Inglourious Bastards is my favorite that he did. After that, it's Kill Bill, uh, probably number one. I liked a little bit better than number two, but yeah. I love both of them. Right, um, and then Pulp Fiction comes in after that. Um, I think where you and I differ, I think I hated Death Proof. You you, you liked it better than I did.
2: I, yeah. Okay, I liked, I, I liked for what it was, the whole um, Grindhouse thing. Yeah. I enjoyed it. But I saw it in the theater. Did yes, you see yeah, it in the I, theater? No, I saw it on DVD. And did you only see Death Proof? Yes. Okay. Yeah, seeing the Grindhouse experience where you saw Planet yeah. Terror and Death Proof together and with all the commercials and everything, like That's a true my experience. Yeah. But was it, a you know, was it as grey as stuff? Heck no.
1: Okay. But. Well, and I, I admire Jackie Brown for what it is, but it was not a film I loved. I'd um, like to
2: revisit Jackie Brown.
1: Maybe yeah. we should do that as one of our watches. I think that's probably a good idea because that's the one that keeps coming back to me. I hear so many people talk so positively about it. Right. I remember seeing it and I remember it not really hitting me. Did you like see it in uh, the theater? No. Uh, see, I did. And I was still like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I still, that one just didn't do it for me. Right. Um, and then uh, reservoir dogs, I still really like, okay. so uh yeah. you know overall yes, i am a big fan of his of his films other than Jackie Brown right and for me, other than deaf proof, but that was more of a theater experience than anything else, sure um. So I'm terribly, I mean, after Inglourious Bastards, I'm terribly excited to see whatever he does next. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that just like Inglourious Bastards, we don't really know what the film's about. And even if we think we know, it's probably going to be it's completely different. Be,
2: yeah, just slavery, I think, yeah. like a
1: plantation Like a, uh, It's either a released slave, either going back for revenge on right. a former owner or something. Something. But just like, well, just slave. like Inglourious mm-hmm. Bastards, they sold it as, or the things we heard about it is, it's kind of a dirty dozen, like a military group that goes out and hunts not. But that really wasn't the film that no. much. It was a lot more dialogue and right. more drama than that. So right. there again, I think uh, we need to be prepared for anything. But um, I'm very, very anxious to see this movie I, now. I Coming out on Christmas.
2: I mean, what better? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah Merry Christmas. Yeah. I, I am really excited to see, which it surprises me. I'd heard Jamie Foxx, which I don't know. I think he's going to be like a young version of Sam Jackson with dialogue coming out of his mouth, you yeah. know, like I see Tarantino, like it doesn't shock me. I'm like, yeah, I can see Jamie Fox spewing Samuel Jackson type mm-hmm. dialogue. So good fit. You know, that's cool. But what really surprises me is you say, uh, DiCaprio in that. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see him use Tarantino dialogue. That's going to be very interesting for well, me. I'm
1: just ready for DiCaprio to do something that really just blows me away. Um, I think he's a really good actor. I'm not faulting the guy at all. I've gotten past my whole Leonardo DiCaprio's just some pinup boy who, you know, happens to be a decent actor. No, he is a really good actor. I just don't think he has been as daring in his choice of films as he could be. Now he did the whole Jay Edgar thing for Clint Eastwood, which didn't do well, and I didn't did not see do it. well. I didn't didn't get a lot of acclaim, and I heard it was not really you know it could have been a real moment, uh, monumental performance for him, and it just really wasn't. Gotcha. you. Um, I like the guy, I really do. I think he picks some good films. I just don't think he always picks interesting roles in good films.
2: I think, and uh, yeah, I guess I was going to say that I really, really like, like recently, I really liked him in Inception. Yes. But did I like his acting in Inception? No. Probably not. I just really liked the movie. The, the movie and he was, was good. He it,
1: chooses good s- movies.
2: And he, and they
1: seem to be semi-similar. But his roles are very similar. Right. And that's, you look at him in The Departed. right? Pretty straightforward. He's just, he's, you know, Plays a cop, undercover cop guy.
2: Always yeah. intense people.
1: Yes. Very intense. Nothing aloof. Nothing, you know, a little different. That's what I'm kind of anxious to see. If he's yeah. playing, I think I actually heard, and I could be wrong on this. Please, listeners, <laughs> let me know where I'm wrong. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for it. Send the email Because my internet's not working on my iPad, so I ah. cannot pull up any more details at the moment. But somewhere I thought I heard that he actually plays like the bad slave owner. Awesome. So, see, if that's true, that's what I want him to play. I want to see him play something so completely against type that I want to like, I want to see him in a film where I hate him as a character. I'd like that's to see him be
2: really funny. Yeah. Funny well. would be no, maybe not intentionally. Like he doesn't know he's being funny, but we yeah. know because of the Tarantino dialogue, he yeah. is hilarious. I agree. Like, I, I just think that'd be awesome. I like
1: DiCaprio. I'm just anxious to see him do something different. Agreed. If anybody's going to make him do something different, Tarantino, Tarantino will that's be that's the that's one, that's one that's to that's do it. it. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. All right. Uh, moving on to another, another news item. And uh, I'm asking you more because I, I, don't know much about this. I'm curious if you do. Um, old boy. Did you ever see old boy? Uh, Japanese. Part, is film it Park chan yeah. or whatever? Uh-huh. Um,
2: I did. Yes. What's it about? Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> it's hard for me to because I saw it a while ago, but it has kind of a surprise thing, so I don't want to
1: ruin it's it. It's like the main character doesn't really know, like he doesn't know who he is. He's, or... been
2: in, he's been in prison. Okay. And I'm not sure we know why, but he gets out.
1: He's trying to get and vengeance he's trying on somebody. To put,
2: get vengeance and put together elements of his life and figure out okay what happened.
1: Good. That tells me all I need to know. It's
2: so it's like a revenge thing.
1: Well, you know they're remaking it.
2: I think I've heard that.
1: Okay, Spike Lee directing it. Whoa. Yeah, Spike Lee. Josh Brolin is in the lead. What? Um, yeah, Josh wow. Brolin is in the lead as the main character. Huh. Um, Elizabeth Olsen. Okay, um, tell me, maybe she's been. in. I recognize Martha, the name Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene.
2: Okay, I haven't seen that. Is there something else she's been? No, that was? No, like that was one pretty of her much it. Thing. Okay, I think
1: she did that, and she did a little low-budget horror film that. Okay, didn't I do
2: recognize too well. the name, yeah. and I
1: haven't. Well, seen she's the one, one of the Olsen twin, or not the twins, <laughs> but she's one of the Olsen girls. She's the talented one of the Olsen group. Yeah, you don't know, know that. No, Elizabeth Olsen, who was Martha, Mar- Marcy, May, Marlene, no. which was about the uh, cult movie. You are talking about? Uh, What's the name of that
2: stupid sitcom um, that I did watch? Um, John Samuels.
1: Don't let my wife hear that. She loves <laughs> that show. Full House. Yeah. So Full House twin yes. is in Marcy Man. I did not realize. No, 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 no. Okay, let me back up. Okay. She is a sister to the twins.
2: Oh, oh, oh. oh. She is not
1: one of the twins. Okay, okay. But she is in the same family. I got you. As the twins.
2: Okay. No, you were, because blo- that's Mary, Kate, and Ashley. Mary, Kate, are- and okay. Ashley.
1: This is Elizabeth. Oh.
2: Wow, who okay. is? Got you.
1: Either I don't know if it's younger or older. I'm not sure. Hmm. I we really don't follow the Olsen clan. No, too, but you too about closely.
2: blew my mind by saying that uh, one of them. Sorry about that. <laughs> that would have been awesome, though. That would have been incredible. That would have been really
1: cool if all of a sudden one of the wow. Olsen twins emerges as this master actress. And yeah, like doing. Yeah. And the
2: other one's like, "What about me?" <laughs> <laughs>
1: Wow! No, now okay. instead, the two of them are twins are looking at their sister and being like, and like uh, wow, hey, you're going to be legitimate
2: wow. instead of being on a on? sitcom. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay,
1: <laughs> cool. Sorry. I just I completely threw you off. <laughs>
2: oh, so, you did.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, back to what we're saying. Elizabeth sure. Olsen is in the is in the film. Okay. Um, but Spike Lee. Yeah. Spike Lee directing this movie. Uh, I'm very interested at this point. Um, so there again, I kind of pose the same thing I did with Tarantino. I don't think we've talked about Spike Lee on our show before. Um, your take he's on, kind of on Mr. Fallen Lee. Off the
2: radar since, uh, what was the, the world war two thing? The miracle at St. Anna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We um, saw that. Uh, yeah. I, you know, Spike Lee, my take on him, I think he's talented, but he kind of beats the same, or he beats the drum over and over again at the same type note about, you know, race and everything, mm. which is important, but you know, it's just, he doesn't really do a lot with the issue other than throw it out there and then yeah. kind of, Well, um, but I did like inside man.
1: I, I didn't see. Really? Uh, no, not really. Wow. I thought it, well, it got overhyped for me and it was a oh, little bit of a okay. letdown. Okay. I, I remember walking out of the movie just saying, oh, so that was it. It uh, just seemed a little uh, slight to me more uh, than it should uh-huh. have been. Um, I, 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 there again, I'll admire Spike Lee. I don't like all of his films, right? but I admire him as a filmmaker because He's definitely a very passionate filmmaker. Sure. He's willing to take a lot of chances. He's done some movies that I thought were completely against type at times. Um, the 25th Hour. Do you ever see that? Yes. That was a good one. I really liked that movie. Um, see, hasn't I Hasn't done much it. lately that I can recall. Uh-huh. Miracle at St. Anna, I do recall and I didn't care for, but I at least could appreciate what he was trying to do. I just thought it was a very flawed movie. Um, so anyway, him doing Old Boy with Josh Brolin, Elizabeth Olsen, and... They just announced uh who will be playing the person he's seeking vengeance on. And it's um uh uh Charlotte uh, Copley.
2: Hmm.
1: Um the guy from uh, District Nine, the main the main oh. character in District Nine. Whoa. He was also in the A Team. He played uh Murdoch, I believe. <laughs> Crazy Murdoch in the A Team. Right. Um, huh. Yeah, very odd choice yes um i don't know this guy from anything but district nine i never saw the a-team I he was either. good in, in district Nine. Oh yeah very yeah. good good character but I, I don't know if i can see him as the mysterious man that josh brolin seeking vengeance to get against but uh you know the more you talk about it the
2: more like okay i like I, everything you said about spike lee i agree with um and I guess he, I guess to take back some of my words, he has actually kind of s- stepped out of the whole beating the drum of racism a little bit. Twenty mm. fifth hour was interesting and yeah. a, kind of a, a departure for him. I just didn't really care for it that much, mm. and it, it seems like you like it. I did. I felt like Inside Man was also a departure from the racism drum, but I really liked it. Where it sounds Not like you so didn't. Um, this new film, him doing Oh Boy, a it's a remake, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. B it's surprising to me because the leads aren't African-American, which no. surprises me. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. And then the choice of his, not only are they white, but the choice of Josh Brolin, interesting. And then the guy from District 9, that's really interesting. So mm. I'm, I'm fairly interested in seeing it. Well, the reason, <laughs> I, the
1: reason I bring this up is a is Spike Lee and B, I've never seen the original old, old boy. So I'm actually more interested now to go ahead and check it out before I, they, they finish the remake. It's heavy. Is it? Yeah. Pretty violent. Well the
2: original yes.
1: Okay. All right. Let me
2: just say there's a scene in a hallway with a hammer and using that as a weapon against like several attackers. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm there. Is um and I think I'd heard somewhere about this when I'd heard I guess I had heard at one point they were remaking it. I didn't know the director, but is Steven Spielberg the producer of it?
1: Oh, I don't know that. Okay. Cause I'm I think I'd sure. heard
2: that and I was like, that's weird, but he's yeah. not
1: directing it, which makes a lot of sense. Tell me I, the answer. iPad. See, I couldn't. I, iPad has no internet connection right now. So Cause I could not, not see Spielberg
2: directing that movie. Cause that would be a big departure for Spielberg too. But Spike Lee. Cool.
1: Yeah. No, I was, uh, I was, I was anxious to hear about that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm all for directors trying something different doing something maybe against type, yeah. but still able to put in their uh, you know, put in which, their own personal style. So that's our show uh, for Foot Candle Films. We did our review of The Separation, which Chris and I both wholeheartedly encourage you to check out, but maybe just one time. Uh, <laughs> not to see it on multiple viewings. Unless, unless you're like, a glutton for punishment. Unless you're a glutton for punishment, exactly. And we recapped some interesting movie news, a couple good movies to check out on the horizon. We're going to keep our eyes on. So, Chris, if people want to talk to us about this show or give us some feedback or ideas, are there ways they can do that? They can come
2: by my house as long as good. between the hours of like three o'clock in the afternoon. No, actually, yeah. don't do that.
1: Um, <laughs> actually, that's, that would be really good. We came really close to giving your address out on <laughs> the Internet. That would be really dangerous. Right. Yeah. All right. So what, barring that option, barring that, what would be another way for them to reach you?
2: Well, one way is they can uh, reach us. They can email us at info at the mesh dot TV.
1: That would be by electronic mail. Yes. Okay.
2: Assuming you have Internet connection. Which yes. sometimes uh, can be my, iPad,
1: my iPad did not today. So,
2: right. Yeah. right. Or you can call and leave a message on our voicemail line at 828-619-0048.
1: And just keep in mind, when you call that number, we will not answer the phone. It will go straight to a voicemail. So just be prepared to leave a message. Um, we, are, uh, we are not able to answer all the, the glutton of calls we get in every, That's every right. day. That's right. I mean, it's yeah, overwhelming. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. Yeah.
2: And then, you know, keep in mind, too, we know our show is awesome, but if you want to check out other shows, just go to uh, the and we have tons of other podcasts you can check out on the network. They,
1: so, can they also go back and listen to old episodes of us talking about movies? They could. Interesting. That's but good to know. But keep
2: in mind if you do that and you catch up with like continuity errors that maybe we say we've never talked about Tarantino, just don't mention that to us cuz we oh. you know it would tear down our ego and we we can't handle that. So. Yeah. Yeah so,
1: yeah so be nice to us yeah come post, on. post comments on the website uh post uh we love star ratings on yep, itunes that's actually my favorite i like i like star ratings we need more of those um so lots of ways to get a hold of us uh please check out the TV, as mr fry indicated and uh, we'll be back next time talking about more movies uh more new films more movie news
2: something else alan you'll have to fill in the details um we had the iPad giveaways over, but we're doing this thing now where, uh, keep North Carolina beautiful and oh, like, yeah. fill, fill me in on that. I'm still a little... Well, funded.
1: basically the mesh is, uh... You know, wanting to help uh, support a good organization here in our area, keep North Carolina beautiful is the one we're we're choosing. And what we're doing is basing it on all of the new Facebook likes that the mesh gets. This over. Facebook, it's yeah. big, right? Uh, it, it's getting there. I hear right. it's uh, catching on with the kids nowadays. Excellent. Yeah, Facebook, uh, check it out if you haven't haven't seen that. It's it's <laughs> it's going places. Um, but we are asking for people to check us out on Facebook at the mesh the mesh if you go click the little like button every like uh generates another uh, 25 cents towards our donation cool. to keep north carolina beautiful so we'd love nothing more than to write them a nice big fat check uh because of all the facebook lights we get for the mesh so got gotcha. you very good all right so with that we're going to wrap up for today thank you chris as always for uh, enjoying a little coffee with me and talking over some movies we'll be back next time uh take care and we'll see you at the movies